When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by Golden Corral. NFL Live on a Friday. Great matchups in every time slot this weekend. Let's go to the Sunday slate, starting in Cincy. Swagoo. Yeah, Hannah, I'm, I'm checking to see if this Bills defensive line can affect Joe Burrow and potentially keep him in the pocket. We saw him scramble for some big third down and first down pickups in the last outing. And I know that this Buffalo secondary is hampered right now with injuries. Matt Milano is missing. This defensive line, now the microscope is on them to try to dominate games and make game-changing type plays. So my eyes will be squarely on those guys. The the, the Olivers, the Epinesas, yeah, we had to, all of them. We had to... Yeah, we head to Germany for the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And I want to know if this Chiefs secondary that has been playing extremely well the entire season can slow down Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tungvaloa. When you look at what Steve Spagnola has been able to do, being so multiple, moving in and about a, out of blitz looks, dropping into zones, zone blitzing, how does that affect Tua Tungvaloa? And how do they surround Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle with people to get them on the ground? I'm really excited to watch this matchup. And hey, the only division matchup in week nine, it's a doozy. Philly, one and a half game lead over Dallas, hosting the Cowboys. First time in over two years that Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts are actually going to be playing in the same game. Last week, Prescott threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Hurts also throwing for four TDs and a fumble and a win over the Commanders. And he went 15 for 15, targeting A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Welcome to NFL Live on a Friday. Hannah Storm with Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, insider Jeremy Fowler is going to join us in moments. It's 100 days to the Super Bowl, fellas. Unbelievable. Will the Eagles or the Cowboys be there in Vegas? I know, right? It's going quickly. Sunday showdown between the Cowboys and the Eagles in Philly. A significant impact on the NFC race. If the Cowboys lose, their chance to win the NFC East would plummet to 18%. An Eagles win would give Philly an 82% chance to take the division. A loss, however, would cut that in half. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni channeling a message from the late great Bobby Knight as he prepares his team for this huge matchup. This is Bobby Knight, right? Obviously, and then what it says on his uh, what it says on his um, wall right here is victory favors the team making the fewest mistakes. I thought that was cool, but it's just about playing clean football, you know, and cleaning up. You know, what what does that mean? That's our that's our football IQ. You know, coaches and players' football IQ. That's our fundamentals. When you play a good team like we're like we're about to play, then you better make sure you're you're playing clean ball. It's kind of Sirianni-esque, bringing out the props and, you know, putting some thought into that. Uh, RC, what should the game plan be for the Cowboys secondary covering those Eagles wide receivers? 
Nick Sirianni is talking about clean football. Well, what A.J. Brown been doing, folks, is dirty as hell. A.J. Brown doesn't care if you're around him. A.J. Brown doesn't care if you double-team him. You got to go up and make a play. And when you look at Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland on the outside, these guys have been playing excellent football. And we thought as Stephon, I mean, as Stephon um, Trayvon Diggs left, we knew that Deron Bland would have a difficult time replacing him, but he's played out of his mind. He's had pick sixes, had games with two interceptions, like against the New England Patriots. And so now he's playing against this dog in Philadelphia. So it's going to be about what happens at the catch point. There is no defender in the entire league that has been better down the field at the catch point than Trayvon Diggs. That's where he made his money, being a former wide receiver. We've seen that A.J. Brown can be covered and not be covered. So can he make those plays? Can he create those big plays that he's been making throughout the last six weeks of the season where he has over 125 five yards in each game. If Deron Bland stands up there, if Stephon Gilmore stands up there, that's how this team has a chance to win. Because since whatever disagreement that Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown had on the sideline, by the way, A.J. Brown was right. Whatever disagreement that was, he's been giving him chances to make plays. So these corners from the Dallas Cowboys got to make plays on 50-50 balls. Haven't seen uh, Jalen Hurts use his legs as much. We're not sure if that's because of the injury and what. I'm sorry, Marcus. Did you want to add something onto that? No, I was just I was just reiterating that R.C. said he was right. A.J. was right, (laughs) no matter what. Oh, of course he did. Of course. He's going to side with the receiver. All right. Uh, Swagoo, what about that Eagles run game? What do you need to see? And I want to see more out of these backs. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Gainwell. Look, Jalen Hurts threw 38 passes, and nobody is talking about it because of the phenomenal performances of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And he's able to throw at a high clip. But I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles want to live in that Uh, for a duration of a season. I think this team prefers to be balanced. I think they prefer to dominate at the line of scrimmage and also churn yards with their running back. I remember coming off a game earlier this season when DeAndre Swift had his welcome back to Philadelphia run game Mm -hmm. and he went for over 100 and I think two or three touchdowns. I think the Philadelphia Eagles want to live in that vein a little bit more than they've been living, having to push the ball down the field as frequently as they have been. And keeping some of those hits off of Jalen Legs and not needing him to be that athlete in order to churn out rush yards. So outside of the fact that this team can be very explosive in the past game, as we've seen Mm -hmm. over the last five weeks, I still believe there's a DNA about the Philadelphia Eagles that want to have a sufficient and sometimes a dominant run game with this offensive line. So I'll see if they get back to that because in the two losses, For the Dallas Cowboys, they've given up an average of 196 yards on the Mm. ground. That's between Arizona and San Francisco. I'm sure Philly is paying attention to that. Yeah, I mean, defense and running game as we get into the season, just so important. All right, let's take a look at our picks for this one. And, y'all, I mean, I listened to RC all day talking about the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, and he almost convinced me, but I'm going Eagles, guys, at home. Yeah. I said Eagles yeah. did good stuff too, Hannah. I wasn't but, trying but you to sway you. you, you I was I because these are like you know, these are both good teams, Hannah Storm. <laughs> these are good teams, Hannah Storm. It's going to be a good game. It's a pick'em. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, guys. NFL insider Jeremy Fowler. Stay, I don't know who are you picking, by the way, Jeremy. I'm, you I'm, escaped that. I'm all in on the Cowboys. I'm, yeah. Whoa, I'm sold. Okay. I got slayed. 
little outnumbered here. So do you have any good news for us with the Cowboys? Yeah, a little bit of news. Because what about Cowboys. Tyron Smith, right? Well, he was a scratch last week. No What's doubt. Things on? are looking good for this vaunted Cowboys okay. offensive line. Tyron Smith, I'm told, is trending upward. Now, they haven't made a firm determination yet. They will do that tomorrow, but he is expected to participate in their practice. He was involved today. Things look good. I'm told he's had no setbacks. So this is an offensive line where four of their five starters have missed at least a little bit of time. So they're just hoping to get whole right now, get all five guys for their biggest matchup of the year that they desperately want. Let's go to Sean Watson. Now he is in the lineup back. No limitations as the starter, according to head coach Kevin Stefanski. And I asked around there and I was told that, look, a couple weeks ago with that Colts game where he went for a little bit and got pulled out of the game. Things were tenuous. He just did not at all have that normal velocity. So they had to mm -hmm. kind of slowly ramp him up from there, regroup. Now he's got that back. And I was told they would not put him out there unless he is 100%, no limitations at all, because they just don't want to mess with his shoulder injury. So things are looking good there. Kyler Murray, questionable officially. Jonathan Gannon, the head coach, said that he'll basically decide on the plane tomorrow on the way to Cleveland. They have rookie Clayton Toon. I'm told they do want to get a look at him in some capacity, so it's possible mm. he plays this game, maybe gets a look in a one-game setting. But I was told the Browns are preparing for both Kyler Murray and Clayton Toon, depending on what happens. I think they're probably hoping for Toon and not Kyler, oh, based yeah. on what he can do. And then you got Justin Fields, our Courtney Cronin, reporting that Fields was a part of practice, listed officially as doubtful, but he's at least working his way back a little bit. You know, I've checked with somebody with the organization who told me that Fields was really trying to get back this week. He's been working behind the scenes, basically living in the building, trying to get that grip on that right hand right. If he can just hold the football and throw it, he's just not quite there yet, but he's getting closer. Man, it has gone south without him for sure. Uh, Jeremy Fowler back with more. Thanks for going home and putting the tie on. We appreciate <laughs> at least one person on yeah. the show has their tie on That's today. Right. Look clean That's all on I'm Friday. saying. It's casual Friday here on NFL Live. Okay. All right. You, you look nice though, are Casual Friday. <laughs> Coming up, uh, Antonio <laughs> Pierce is the Raiders interim head coach. Giants get Daniel Jones back. Well, the Raiders have enough to get him his first win as a head coach. AP and later Tyreek and the Chiefs leaving KC back against his former team. NFL Live is presented by Golden Corral, the only one for everyone. All these years, blood, sweat, and tears, but I'm still here, nothing. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back 
to NFL Live, presented by Golden Corral. Recap Thursday night football. Will Levis and the Titans facing off against Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. And on the opening drive, Steelers looking to set the tone. Their offense has been much maligned. And here goes Pickett by Deontay Johnson, who had himself a night 19 yards on that third and two. And that opened the door for Najee Harris barreling into the end zone. Opening score, first opening drive touchdown for the Steelers and offensive coordinator Matt Canada this entire season. On to the second quarter, the rookie Levis able to find a rhythm early, hitting his new BFF, DeAndre Hopkins, for game 17. They had three touchdowns last week. He had four receptions for 60 yards last night. And that sets up this, Derrick Henry. Giving Tennessee a 10-7 lead and giving him 82 rushing touchdowns, most among active players. So the Titans hold a 16-13 lead until this. Johnson crosses the threshold for a score. It has been a minute. His first touchdown since 2021. He's like, finally, it's been 668 days and 22 games. And now here, under two minutes left, second and 10. Levis, Chris Moore. 28-yard play. Uh Uh-oh, they are in Steelers territory. But then the Titans on the doorstep of a win find a way to lose when Levis is picked off by Quan Alexander. Just like that, the Steelers with an important 2016 win to improve to 5-3 and on the season. They know RC was absolutely loving that as the Steelers pull out the win despite having fewer yards than their opponent for the eighth straight game. They are the first team in NFL history to have a winning record through eight games despite being outgained in every single one of them. It was also the Steelers' fifth win in a game decided by eight points or fewer, their fourth win when trailing, entering the fourth. Both of those are the most in the NFL, and RC is feeling it now. How you feel about your Steelers, RC? <laughs> you, know what, you know what I feel like, Hannah? I, I feel like I'm doing nothing well or I don't deserve certain <laughs> things and God just keeps blessing me. You ever know that homeboy who really don't do nothing? He don't really work hard, but he just keep getting jobs and good things just keep happening to him. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't yeah. deserve to win any games. We just do, and I love it, and I'm happy about it. I mm. mean, Swaggoo, mm. it is the <clears throat> definition of winning ugly. I mean, what stood out to you from that fifth win of the season? Get, get your swerve on, RC, because <laughs> let Dallas be feeling this weekend. You're going to see a fool on TV come next Monday. Uh, here, here, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Uh, I Look, I know a lot of people have been talking about the much maligned offense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But my eyes kept going to that run game with Warren and Najee Harris. I think that tandem is going to cause people a lot of problems. They had a tremendous amount of success. They hit some explosive plays and also Mm -hmm. Warren catching out of backfield. He has the juice. Like he has the speed and Najee is that bell cow that can get you yards in between tackles and find those lanes, which was surprising against a defensive front that I think is one of the best, especially when you start talking about a defensive line in Tennessee. I thought that made Kenny Pickett more comfortable than anything else in this game. Deontay had a great game. He also found Pickens a couple times. But most importantly, between Warren and Najee Harris, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are starting to find something 
in this run game. A couple of years ago, we talked about this team not being able to run the football, not being physical enough at the line of scrimmage. There was some great gap scheme, nice concepts. They hit them with a couple whams where the backs get underneath and allow these D tackles to push through the line. And for as much as we killed Matt Canada, he had a great run plan against the Tennessee Titans and those dominant yeah. defensive tackles that they have on the interior. I thought they did a phenomenal job running the football last night. They did because they hit him with the wham, hit him with the wham, hit him with the wiggity, 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 wham. I'm fired up, man. Hey, I'm going to tell you what else. Yeah. Here is yeah. what you couldn't have told me, right? Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins would be coming off of his best game of the season where he scored three touchdowns <laughs> and that our answer would be in Pittsburgh, let's put the rookie Joey Porter Jr. on him. Oh, Through the first five games, he was averaging around 16 plays a game, right? The last three, it's up over 55. And it's because of his sticky play at the line of scrimmage. Using his length, he actually followed DeAndre Hopkins, which you're used to seeing from number one veteran corners this is a second round draft pick the first pick of that round and he is in the right place and he's being used correctly what do you do when you lose Mika Fitzpatrick when you don't have that safety that can play over the top with the range you match up your best corner on their best player the player that Will Levis will be looking for and I feel like that made a dramatic difference think about where this season started you had Levi Wallace and you had Patrick Peterson no one was expecting Joey Porter to be be mm -hmm. here. We heard him a few weeks ago say, I strapped Odell Beckham Jr. Now this week, he straps DeAndre Hopkins. This guy has the look of a young star and another 24 that I played with, Ike Taylor, who he calls Big Unk. Really excited yeah. for this young man. I thought this was huge in the plan to stop Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, unbelievable football heritage and a stealer through and through. It looks like he's going to be my friend. All right, let's move on to a pair of six and two teams. This is the Dolphins. The Chiefs facing off Sunday in the first-ever NFL game in Frankfurt, Germany, where the Chiefs had their first practice today. They flew overnight. Here's Jeff Darlington. Well, Hannah, I heard from Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel earlier in the day preaching that this game is just one of 17 and that we shouldn't put too much emphasis on the outcome. But I also saw the number of media out at Chiefs practice, more than 200 cameras watching as Patrick Mahomes got himself warmed up. And it is hard not to think that this is a massive game. I get it, international stage, two 6-2 and two teams vying for AFC dominance. Ultimately, it does feel like this is a big one. The question, of course, is also about Patrick Mahomes' health. He was dealing with the flu in the last loss against the Broncos today, saying he feels much, much better. Well, that's good to hear. The Dolphins will be in the limelight on Sunday, playing their third game this season against a team with a winning record. And as you know, those first two, they were good. 28-point loss to the Bills, 14-point loss to the Eagles. Miami significantly worse on offense and defense in those games, averaging fewer than 19 points per game and allowing nearly gas 40 points per game. Okay, RC, let's start with the Oh, wait, here's Mike McDaniel first. There's a lot made up of each and every game. Quite literally, this is uh, 117th of the season. That's how important it is. But the biggest thing is you're progressing during the season. So when push comes to shove and it's winter, go, go home, you better be your best then. The Dolphins offense is very, very good. They're number one in the National Football League right now. So um, it's, a, it's a great challenge for us, but that's why we do this. 
That's what we do as coaches and players. Uh, you want to be able to play against the best, and, and so that's where they're at right now offensively. Really love the matchup of these two head coaches. So, RC, uh, Casey had only nine points and five turnovers in that loss to Denver. What do you yeah. need to see from the Chiefs on offense Sunday? Well, first of all, how dare Mike McDaniel interrupt you, Hannah? You were trying to get to a question, and then he's just going to start talking, and we're going to put him on the show? That's not the way it's supposed to happen. And you know what? And secondly, Marcus Spears is rubbing off on me. Hey, Matt Nagy, run the damn ball. Isaiah Pacheco makes this team differently on offense. Isaiah Pacheco allows Patrick Mahomes to get into the play-action game. He sets a tone of physicality, and let's be quite frank about it, violence. The dude runs violence. He is the actual attitude of your offense. And when he only gets 11 touches, you can't get into that. And guess what? The receivers, they are letting Patrick Mahomes down. You saw Sky Moore, opportunity on fourth and two to make a big catch. He drops the football. We see the same thing from Kadarius Toney early. You know who don't let him down? Isaiah Pacheco. When you give him the ball, this team is different. Not only does he get the hard yardage, but he's able to break the long run as well with his speed. It starts there. Patrick Mahomes gets it to play action pass because he's successful. Yeah, an angry physical runner. Was this your attempt at a heart? Is that what you were doing to RC there? Swaggo? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, because I love I love the fact. I You're love welcome. the fact that I love the fact that my brother is talking about the run game. Know, People don't talk crazy. about it enough. So every time I hear it, I love it. Okay. <laughs> now let me go to the other point. <laughs> yeah. What about the defense? For real. For real. That, let me go to the other the point that I love. Oh, yes. Yeah, let me go to the part I love about the Chiefs. The the, the times that we've seen um, first of all, I think that this secondary in Kansas City can have like, like Miami is going to present a lot of problems for them, I believe, because of how they space the field and obviously run out the catch. That's why when you look at both games that Miami has lost, it's been about pressure on Tua. It's been about taking away his first option and letting your defensive line have an opportunity to make him move and be a playmaker. I think these guys have to be phenomenal against the run. And I'm not talking about a north and south run. You got to be very disciplined and very gap sound so everybody is declared in the area that they should be. They've done a really good job at that. I'm interested to see if Spags is going to try to dial up some early blitzes and try to get into this run game like we saw a couple times. But with, with uh, Philadelphia. But when you think about what the Kansas City Chiefs has done this year, and we're talking about them coming off of a nine-point performance, do you know that this defense still had them in the game all the way until late in the fourth quarter against Denver yeah. with five turnovers yeah. Crazy. as bad as they played? Mm-hmm. So I, really, I, I got a lot of belief in this unit. It'll be different than what they've seen all season long. And I go back to the Buffalo Bills game when it was bad at passes, when it was getting the tour, when it was getting around his feet, and that created a lot of problems and chaos in the pass game. That is how you affect the Miami Dolphins offense. Because if he's comfortable, he's going to operate at a very high level, and those playmakers are going to get the ball in space, and I don't think anybody in the NFL can cover them down for down. Yeah, that, that defense has been a lot better earlier in the season than they were last year. Um, Earlier today, you heard Jeff Darlington say there were 200 cameras there. Do you think that was all about football? Because Travis Kelsey was asked by the international media in Frankfurt about his relationship with Taylor Swift. Take a listen. Uh Uh-oh. 
What is the latest status? Oh, we um, spice it up. Um, the latest status is I got to see her last week. That's the latest status right there. And the second question: Are you in love? I'm gonna keep my personal relationship personal. Travis, are you expecting Taylor to be at the game? You know what? I think when I when I mention or everybody knows that she's at the game, the Vegas, uh, the you know what I mean, like the the over under on my catches kind of goes up and down. The the spread goes up and down. So you know I don't want to mess with any of that stuff. So I'm just gonna keep it to myself. It's like our producer Jeff said. Did they actually realize Taylor Swift doesn't play for the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh my gosh. <laughs> All oh, right, she played. Oh, play. he said, "I want y'all, y'all translate for me." Okay, what his answer was to the relationship status and if he was in Marcus, love. Marcus, you got it. Swagoo. Nah, he in love. Obviously. Uh, everybody's right? in love. Everybody's every. I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. Yes. Everybody's in love when they get an upgrade. Beyonce told y'all years ago, "Let me upgrade you." We are literally watching. The song that she wrote happened with Travis Kelsey and Taylor oh, wow. Swift. It's a phenomenal thing. It's a phenomenal thing in his life. It's a phenomenal thing in hey. the people around him life. The Kelseys have never been this known as they are this day today. RC? I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to be honest. Here's what I look at, though. What if it falls? What if it goes bad for Travis Kelsey? Don't you want somebody that could be a sugar mama? Isn't this what this is really about? Mama. I think everybody's missing it. Y'all think it's Sugar about y'all think it's about catches and you think it's about love and talent and how beautiful Taylor Swift is. No. If the bottom falls out, can you pay my bills? Pay my telephone bill. <laughs> That's it. Huh? You That's can't? it. Really? If you can't, I, mean, you I don't need manage this. I don't hey, think RC. Hey, and if you do, what is it? And I don't think you do. Leave it to you to take this hey, relationship you, that's you, up here where little kids are dressing up like this couple for about this relationship. And you're just taking it right down in the gutter. There you go. That's, that's, you, I mean, hey, we Destiny went from Beyonce Hannah, it is not in the gutter. TLC. <laughs> no, TLC. I don't want no scrubs. Destiny <laughs> Child. Bills, bills, bills. That's right. Flip the script, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, here's our picks. And we get your sugar mom. And alimony. <laughs> our picks for the game. This has been this has been News educational. Let me get tell you a sugar mom. Now I now I know how you guys think. Now I, I learned something today. And I'm yeah. on the Chiefs because I think she just might be there. So there you go. All right, coming up. There are multiple. What you think Dan the man did, Hannah? <laughs> sugar mama. <laughs> Thanks. Leave, leave my husband out of this. All right. Say something nice. Coming up, this is very appropriate. Let's say something nice. <laughs> Limelight is brought to you by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Watch me. Watch me. Why choose you when it got me? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Back on NFL Live, the adults are back in the building, which by that I mean Jeremy Fowler. Um, gives news and notes for us. Uh, the Rams are with the Packers. Matthew Stafford, a thumb injury replaced by Brett Whippen last week. So what's happening going into Sunday? Yeah, so I checked with the source. Hannah said, don't count Matthew Stafford out. They're leaving okay. this up all the way to game time. True game time decision looks like even though he has missed significant practice time on that thumb issue, UCL sprain. So the Rams are saying that there's been some progress on the grip on the swelling, so they are hopeful. Sitting on five losses against the Packers, also five losses, they're all in. But I know they've prepped Brett Rip in the backup mm. to play this week just in case they feel comfortable with him. Chase Young, I asked around some people around the league about this trade going to San Fran. They said it's a brilliant trade for the 49ers. Even though they needed some corner help, they needed a guy who offsets the rest of their line, but they also said it's good for Young growing into what could be an elite player because he's going to learn from Nick Bosa, who's already that. They went to Ohio State together. The belief is that influence will be huge on Chase Young going into a contract here. Mighty motivated. And Las Vegas Raiders. So the, the feeling around the league is that the Raiders are going to be looking at a new coach for somebody who's a little bit of an anti-Josh McDaniels in the sense that relatability, culture building, two things that McDaniels has now struggled with at two different stops, Denver and Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. They're going to be identifying two of those items as really a criteria for finding the right coach. And then Aiden O'Connell getting the start, his second career start this week. Wow. The feeling is like that he's sneaky good in the Raiders building. Like there's some there that believe he should have been playing a little earlier based okay. on what he did in the preseason and right. his ability to throw the ball. Devontae Adams likes his game a good bit and what the connection. <laughs> Wasn't happy with Garoppolo, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, what the yeah. connection could be. So right. like there's a belief that he's not a creator, not mobile, but he throws a nice ball and it's tough. Man, what a what a week for really both the teams in this game. Lots of news coming out of that. No Thank doubt. you, Jeremy. We appreciate you. you. And the Raiders' offense has been historically bad this season. In each game they played, the Raiders have scored 21 or fewer points, rushed for fewer than 100 yards, and had at least one turnover. They're the first team to do that in eight straight games to begin a season since the 1941 Cleveland Rams. You remember the Cleveland Rams, right? Uh, Antonio Pierce spoke to the media today ahead of his first game as the Raiders' interim head coach. Um, surreal. It's surreal. I pinched myself on Sunday. I've relaxed, you know, hopefully at 5 p.m. on Sunday. Um, but like everything else in my life, you, you take it in strides, you know. You don't blink. You look it right in the eye. You come to work ready, prepared, do the best I can, give these guys everything I have, expect the same thing from them, and don't make it personal. This is not Antonio Pierce versus New York Giants. I'm not going to get everything right. I'm not going to be perfect on Sunday. I'll be, I'll be lying to you to tell you that. But I'm going to give you everything I got. And I'm going to really rely on the people in our, in our building, our staff, um, everybody that has a role here. I told them to be, I need you at your best because that's going to help me be at my best. Yeah, Antonio's a leader. Um, he was with us here at ESPN, really enjoyed working with him, uh, has a lot of fans around the league, grew up a Raiders fan. What are your expectations, Swagoo, for him and his debut against the Giants? 
I think it'll be juice and motivation uh, for this football team. Usually when you get change, an interim coach, a relatable player who's been in those situations that a lot of these guys have been, it should be a response from this team. And obviously you got veterans on this team that come to mind in Devontae and Max Crosby that have a, a, a lot in common with Antonio Pierce as a head coach. So I think it'll be something that permeates throughout the game. I think the I think you'll see them play faster and play a little bit looser and may in turn uh, be playing better. RC? I mean, look at that team, right? Look at Think about Devontae Adams at the end of the Detroit Lions game. Mm -hmm. That anger, that frustration. Mm -hmm. No one there to say, hey, man, let me talk to you. Let me get with you and get you to a place where you can be better. Not because we can get you the ball any better than what Jimmy Garoppolo is doing, but because I understand it, but because I understand the frustration, because we've built that relationship. That's not what Josh McDaniels does, right? And I have a little insight into how Antonio Pierce became the coach. It was because the players thought he should be the coach. Not because Josh McDaniel had McDaniels had tabbed him as the next guy because Mark Davis thought that this would be the dude. No, this was about the locker room. This was about relatability. This was about someone who could lead men, someone who understand, someone who could have the communication you need to have when things are tough. And remember what this team looked like when Rich Basaccia took over after John Gruden was gone. That mm -hmm. sort of effort, that sort of love for the game. Expect the same thing. And I am so excited to see Antonio get an opportunity to lead this team because all he's done since becoming a coach is pour into young men, and I'm excited to see it happen on the NFL's biggest stage. It'll be really interesting, though, to see if he has the kind of success that Basaccia did, if actually he is going yeah. to be considered for that job, because you could look back and right. say that that was a big mistake letting Basaccia go. All right, so, you know, oh, let's look at our picks for the world on the Raiders here, by the way. Doesn't say much that is about not our G-Men, does Antonio it? Pierce. No. Yeah, we're all on Did the you Raiders. watch the Giants play last week? No, I know, I know, I know. Okay, now yeah, see, RC, that leads us perfectly into our next segment because as your mom says, right, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. All right, now we're going to actually hold you guys to this and make you say nice things about some really not-so-nice matchups. There's five games on Sunday between teams with losing records. Packers looking to snap a four-game losing streak when they host the Rams. Frank Reich and the Panthers host the Colts, who fired Reich, as you know, last season after more than four years as their head coach. Patriots host the Commanders. Washington has lost five of their last six. You get the theme here. Uh, Commanders' first games is trading away Chase Young and Montez Sweat. How about the Pats? 0-4 outside of their division. Uh, Marcus. Say something nice about this matchup. Make Mama proud. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I didn't actually like this uh, thing that we implemented in the show today because I don't usually say anything nice when you suck and you're playing bad. <laughs> but I'll be nice, and and I can pull something from last week with Sam Howell almost going for 400 yards on the Philadelphia Eagles. That's something that you have an opportunity to look forward to. They were able to make some explosive plays. The commanders just traded away two of their stalwart defensive ends. So they are going to need high offensive production. And maybe based off last week, you feel like you can get that because Sam Howell had a good day. Okay, I know that wasn't easy for you, and I appreciate the effort. appreciate yeah, the buy-in, okay? Mm -hmm. um, Bucks yeah. and Texans both sit at three and four. Ryan, please say something nice about this game. 
D'Amico Ryan is going to use this game as a teachable moment. He's going to say, listen, we just lost the game. We should have won, that we were supposed to win. They aren't going to be favored, or they aren't going to be the team that we expect to be better than other teams more often. And so now that you've lost that, we're going to rebound. CJ Stroud, you're going to play better. Defense, we're going to make more plays. We're going to go out here and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we didn't take it as an L, we took it as a lesson. This is D'Amico Ryan's continuing to ingratiate himself in that locker room and show people what sort of coach he can be through the good times and the bad. Last week was a bad week. Now he gets a chance to rebound. Always easy to say something nice about D'Amico Ryan's. Well done, both of you. I know you said something not so nice, Swagoo, about the segment, but then you turned it all around. And we appreciate yeah. you, as yeah. always. Coming up. I had to get there. Yeah, you had to do it. It was in the rundown. <laughs> all right, locks and keys are coming up to some of the big games this weekend. Week nine in the NFL. Birds are the word we explain on the way. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN and the only ticket company where you earn rewards with every purchase. Turn your click up, dog. Turn them up. Turn your click up, dog. Turn them up. Tiny streets can't cross it. Cross them up. All these streets need bosses. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're watching NFL Live, presented by Golden Corral. This week on Sunday, NFL Countdown, before the Cowboys-Eagles showdown in Philly, see what makes this rivalry so fierce. Dallas, we hate you. Plus, all access with Michael Parsons and Jabbar Chase. Only way I get this on the way if Donald trades with me. Come on, you're the only one I got in the collection, man. Kick off your Sunday with NFL Countdown at 10 a.m. Eastern. ESPN. Time for locks and keys and a battle of rookie wide receivers. Cue the music. Two first rounders starring as the Seahawks visit the Ravens, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has emerged for the Hawks since their bye week in week five. Zay Flowers, who leads the Ravens in targets and receiving yards. Seattle has won five of six. They acquired Leonard Williams ahead of the trade deadline, as you know. Uh, Lamar Jackson, crazy, 17-1 and one as a starter against the NFC. Marcus, give me a lock in this one. One of the locks for me is that Lamar will have over 70 rushing. I think this Seattle defense is really good on the back end. 
And for as much talent as the Ravens have acquired at the wide receiver position, I think they match up well. So Lamar Legs will be pivotal in this game. They signed Leonard Williams, so that rush will be a little bit better from the interior as well. Lamar will have to put on his cape a couple of times in this game to turn out first downs and turn out yards. Lamar goes over seven. Yeah, and I think my big thing and my key for this game will be what does this pass game look like? Let's think back to two weeks ago against the Detroit Lions. The Baltimore Ravens pass game took a step up, right? The way the route concepts were put together, the way Lamar Jackson operated from the pocket, then went above the X's and O's when it was needed with his legs to create second play opportunities. Marcus mentioned how good they are on the back end in Seattle, especially with Witherspoon and Woolen on the outside. Inside the numbers, can Todd Munkin find a way to create easier throws for Lamar? Lamar Jackson like yeah. we saw against Detroit yeah. or will it be the step back they took against the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, it's a really early game uh, for the Hawks who have to travel across the country. Uh, we are all on the Ravens in this one. I think this one was kind of hard to pick, guys, but I took the Ravens at home. So did yeah, you. Yeah, I think the Ravens I mean, defense is going to have a lot to say. <clears throat> what? What over C? What? No, I was saying, Hannah, it's okay. The curse does not last on Friday. On Friday, we can pick the same teams because we just might be right. Everybody's going with the Ravens because of what Marcus said. This defense and Lamar is going to step up. Yeah, but then we all could be wrong. But then we'll all be wrong together, which will be lovely. Um, what does all of this mean for the Raiders offense in fantasy this week? For that, we check in with AI-generated fantasy insights filled with IBM Watson X. And it has the aforementioned Zay Flowers with a high projection of 24 fantasy points, ranking seventh among wide receivers this week. 24 points would be, if it happens, Flowers' best fantasy game of the season. We shall see. Up next, the Bills and the Bengals brewed a budding rivalry in the AFC. Lots of alliteration there. Hear what Marcus thinks about getting pressure plays on the guys under center and how that's going to be key for both teams in this monumental matchup. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. NFL Live is presented by Golden Corral. The only one for everyone. You might be the only two people in the history of the world to get paid from watching TV. 
That's what I'm talking about. You gotta make one-on-one -on -one tackles. It doesn't fit on the screen. Ma, Milo, you cannot be serious. I cannot believe this. Crazy every single week, man. I like yelling at Eli. Bro, what? Will you shut up? Also. I got it. Only on ESPN2 do you get that. More of that silliness on Monday Night Football featuring Justin Herbert and the Chargers against Zach Wilson and the Jets. A.D. Stern on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Deportes, Peyton and Eli once again, as Peyton said, on ESPN2. All right, in their first meeting since last year's playoffs, the Bills visit the Bengals. Their first meeting in Cincinnati since the canceled Week 17 game after DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest. The Bengals have won three straight with Joe Burrow coming off a three-touchdown game. He rushed for 43 yards. Bills have signed Leonard Fournette with Damian Harris on IR. They are just one and three away from home. Bengals started the season one and three. They've responded winning three in a row by outscoring their opponents by nearly 11 points a game. And it has been a different story for the Bills. They started the season three and one. That included that impressive win we talked about earlier by 28 points over the Finns. But since then, Buffalo's lost to the Jaguars. They lost to the Patriots. And their wins against the Giants and the Bucks weren't that impressive. They both came down to the last play of the game. Given all of that swagoo, what do the Bengals need to do on defense in order to slow down Josh Allen and that Bills offense? Stay aggressive. One, pay attention to Josh Allen's legs, obviously, because in these type of games, it seems like they become obviously more formidable when it's close and you need to find plays outside of the grain. But this defense up front with um, Hubbard and obviously Hendrickson and DJ Reader on the interior, they've been able to pressure quarterbacks with four, but also have been bringing timely blitzes. Mike Hilton is back coming off the edge. They can be a little bit more aggressive because this offense now with Joe Healthy has hit their stride. But Lou Anarumo does a phenomenal job of changing looks up. But the Buffalo Bills have to have answers for pressure. When Josh Allen has answers for pressure, he is very difficult to stop and it's very difficult to get this team off the field. But when you can catch him and you can get his eyes down and you can make him think that I need to become an athlete or a playmaker to get out of trouble, sometimes he puts himself in harm's way. And I think that's what Cincy's plan needs to be. And that's what it has been for the past three games. Yeah, they have definitely had their number. And on the flip side, RC, we've talked a lot about the Bills' defense, some of the missing pieces. Swagoo talked about it earlier in the show. How can that Bengals offense take advantage? Hey, they just have to be themselves. When you look at what Joe Burrow brought to this team last week against the San Francisco 49ers, you felt to yourself, okay, this looks more like it. There were called quarterback runs. Joe Burrow extending plays, getting outside of the pocket, getting the football to T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon as well. Joe Mixon was downhill McGill. He was bringing the physicality mm -hmm. in the run game, scored two touchdowns, extended the plays. I thought that this offense looked exactly like what we expected it to at the beginning of the season. And if they play like that against this banged-up Buffalo Bills defense mm -hmm. that doesn't have a Matt Milano, doesn't have a Tredavious White, they can go yep. and get explosive offensively and score a ton of points. Swag is loving that. They were running the football. Uh, they could beat you so many ways. We are all on the Bengals in this one, gentlemen. Yeah, hey, listen, I think the we defense are all on the going, bills like oh, Marcus go ahead, Jordan go ahead, is on Larsa yep. Pippen. And, you know, and that, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know, 
It's every week, isn't it? Somebody it's just him. every week. This is not, like like Swagoo's not even in the picture. He's leaving me. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Sorry. I'm gonna go out of the picture. Just, just, we should just leave our seat by himself. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you think Michael Jordan's gonna be the best man? Have a good weekend. Whatever. They ask you to. <laughs> what if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks. Imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply.